Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Another explosive bombshell by the New York Times, but guess what? There's nothing to it. Again, get ready, there's going to be a lot of this, by the way bombshells around the president and then you go wait what's the story i don't get it more of that coming every single day welcome to the show the mark levin show the great one is off tonight he is celebrating rosh hashanah and uh, wish all of you a happy new year who are also celebrating as well rich zioli from his home base in philadelphia where mark grew up wpht yes the new york times about a half hour ago broke another expl- explosive story this time involving australia now i know what you're thinking at first Why does Australia matter? Well, it doesn't, but it does. But it's also a non-story, as I will explain. 877-381-3811. So New York Times comes out with this big story claiming that, and this is a quote now from them, President Trump pushed the Australian Prime Minister during a recent telephone call to help Attorney General William P. Barr gather information for a Justice Department inquiry that Mr. Trump hopes will discredit the Mueller investigation, according to two American officials with knowledge of the call. Okay? And they write, and like the call with the Ukrainian President Zelensky... The discussion with the Australian Prime Minister shows the president using high-level diplomacy to advance his personal political interests. What are his personal political interests? The Mueller probe? I don't understand. It's over. The Mueller investigation's over. What is the president trying to get here by talking to Australia about the Mueller probe that's already over? Because, again, now the framing here is that this is a pattern. This is what the media wants you to believe, that the president has a pattern, picking up the phone, calling world leaders, and then asking for things that help him. All personal benefit. And then there's a quid pro quo. But as you'll understand with the Ukraine issue, and as you'll understand with this Australia thing, the president's not getting anything out of this. Nothing. He's just trying to get to the bottom of corruption. Lots and lots of corruption. Corruption that goes all the way back to 2016. Corruption involving Democrats, the DNC, CrowdStrike, Russia, investigation, a fake investigation, the dossier, and so on, and on and on and on. Now think about this for a couple reasons. Number one, Australia is involved here because Australia... Australia. I mean, it's so far away. Why is it even involved here? Quote from the Times, Justice Department officials have said it would be neither illegal nor untoward for Mr. Trump to ask world leaders to cooperate with his attorney general. And it is within the attorney general's powers to speak with foreign law enforcement officials about what his prosecutor needs from them. Okay, great. So they want to understand about issues of corruption. There's nothing odd about the president asking these questions of Australia. Australia contributed information into what's known as the Five Eyes system that eventually informed the Mueller investigation, and then, of course, the rest is history. So Australia is involved in the Mueller investigation. Did you know that? Did anybody know this? And this is, of course, an issue. I think the president wants to get to the bottom of what led to the Mueller probe. I think the attorney general wants to get to the bottom of what led to the Mueller probe. I think a lot of people would like to know this. 
considering how many Americans had their Fourth Amendment rights violated by fake, phony FISA warrants that had absolutely no credibility whatsoever, and Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act judges who went along with them, because essentially now the FBI under James Comey, well, they lied. They misstated facts. They left out facts. They misrepresented facts. And they went before a judge, and since the FISA court signs off on, I don't know, 99.9%, it's more like 98.7% of all the warrant requests, they give them. Go spy. Go ahead. Go infiltrate a presidential campaign. Go do it. Knock yourself out. No, I think the president wants to get to the bottom of that, by the way. I also think it's the reason why right now we have a special prosecutor looking into just what role Ukraine played in 2016 with regards to Russian interference in the election. Did you know that? We're looking into that. Did you know that? I'm sure you did, because if you are a Levinite, as I am, you stay up on the news. By the way, you saw Mark yesterday in Fox News. He crushed it. I'm going to play a lot of audio of his appearance yesterday on Fox News. So it's basically going to be like Mark's with you all night as well. But U.S. Attorney John Durham is investigating Ukraine's role in the potential 2016 election interference. Now think about that for a second. Step back and think about that. On the one hand, we're told by Democrats, you can't have any foreign interference in the elections. All right, great, we agree. So the administration of President Donald Trump is looking into foreign interference with elections. And then the same Democrats turn around and scream and go, no, no, you can't ask about anything that we tell you you can't ask about. Only what we say you get to look into. Otherwise, you can't look into it. Wait, what? No, really. The president asked about CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike, which was the company hired by the DNC, apparently to go through its servers after the big DNC hack of 2016 and find out and blame it all on the Russians, Fancy Bear and Ukraine. So I thought on the one hand, Russia and Ukraine were at the center of hacking Democrat computers, exposing all of John Podesta's emails, and literally now almost trying to influence and and change the outcome of a presidential election. That's the case. Why would the sitting president of the United States now try to find out what exactly took place? He would, right? Wouldn't you want him to? I mean, if you're a lefty, wouldn't you want the president to get to the bottom of what exactly took place in 2016? Of course you would. Especially considering that Russia might try to do it again. We hear that all the time. We hear all the time that Russia is trying again to influence our election. So get to the bottom of what they did. Find out. And if there's links to Ukraine with all this, well then find out. Which is the basis of the president's phone call with the Ukrainian Prime Minister Zelensky. Now let's think about this for a moment here. The Attorney General of the United States, Bill Barr, tapped John Durham, who is a very prominent United States Attorney to look into the origins of the FBI probe and the... Because the probe, as you and I both know, yielded nothing, right? The Mueller report, $40 million, a giant waste of time. We were told it was going to prove collusion. It never proved collusion. Just a a total waste of taxpayer dollars. Well, his job now, Durham's job, is to look into what led to that investigation starting. What led to that beginning? How did it happen? Was it because of the dossier? The now discredited, highly discredited even back then dossier that was paid for by Democrats. Was it that? You know, the Christopher Steele dossier, the the Golden Showers dossier. Was that what led to it? Was it something else? What led exactly to this gigantic Russia investigation? And in the process of Durham looking into this, turns out Ukraine is involved. Imagine that. Mr. Durham has been silent, Washington Times now. Mr. Durham has been silent about what he has uncovered, but the Justice Department has said he has set his sights on Ukraine. 
Quote, a Department of Justice team led by U.S. Attorney John Durham is separately exploring the extent to which a number of countries, including Ukraine, played a role in the counterintelligence investigation directed at the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. I'd also like to know, on behalf of Democrats out there, don't you want to know if Ukraine had anything to do with all your hacking? If, if in fact, it was the Russians who did all the hacking. If, in fact, CrowdStrike is right, and it was the Russians and Fancy Bear and everything else... And if the Ukrainian government was involved in any way, shape, or form, wouldn't you want to get to the bottom of that? I would assume you would, right? I would assume you'd want to get to the bottom of that as well. I also think the president has every right to ask the Australian prime minister about the origins of the Mueller probe because it's an ongoing investigation. Right now, as we sit right here on the Mark Levin Show at 614, there is an ongoing investigation into the origins of the Robert Mueller Russia probe. And if it involves Australia, because Australia was giving information, then it's perfectly reasonable for the president to ask the cooperation of another world leader who has information about how the Mueller probe began, how this whole Russia collusion nonsense started. Just like he asks with Ukraine's prime minister. Just like he asks him on the, on the phone call. And the transcript, which I have, which I'll go through with you tonight, that's what, the, that's what the president's asking. He's asking about information about CrowdStrike. He's asking about information we're going back to 2016. He wants to find that stuff out. He wants to know what happened. He'd like to know the extent of, and this is what I think the president's thinking, anybody from the Clinton campaign and this Christopher Steele, this former, allegedly former, MI6 spy from British government, was he involved and did he talk to you? Did he have conversations? Were they involved in all this? in framing the president around Russia? I think the president has a right to know. I think the American people have a right to know. I mean, wouldn't you like to know exactly how all of this began? How private citizens were spied on? How the government tried to influence an election? The United States government, the Department of Justice, the CIA, the National Security Agency, the Director of National Intelligence, guys like James Clapper, guys like James Comey, guys like John Brennan, All these liars who were involved here at the very, very core of trying to use police state tactics to influence the outcome of an election because they hated the guy who was running. I think we deserve to get to the bottom of that, don't you? Now, let's understand exactly, because I keep hearing this all the time. People say, but the president asked him, I would like you to do us a favor, though. And they take that line out of context and they run around with it. Everywhere you go now, you run around with it. Well, the president said, I would like you to do us a favor, though. All right. The full comment from the president of the United States, quote, I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. And I would like to have the Attorney General call you or your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. Now, where in that is a quid pro quo? Where in that is the president asking for a favor that's going to help him in 2020? Think about that for a moment. We have an ongoing investigation in the United States of America right now 
by John Durham, a United States attorney appointed by the Attorney General of the United States of America. John Durham's job is to get to the, get answers. Answers to how this Russia probe came about. Was it because just James Clapper just hated Donald Trump so much? Was it because Peter Strozak, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page hated Donald Trump so much? Was it because the deep state was really working to do whatever possible? Was it something more innocent? That's John Durham's job. His job is to figure out the origins of the Russia investigation, how it started, what led to this, what led to the FISA court abuses, what led to Americans having their civil liberties shredded, and what led to our government spying on people, what led to our government trying to affect the outcome of a presidential election. Because I got news for you, kids. We can't live in a country where the government uses its power to influence presidential elections. Because then we're no longer a republic. We are something else. As the founders warned us we would be. We are something else then. When the government can get involved and essentially now decide the outcome of an election, then our votes, we might as well, it might as well be China or Iran or something where the votes are fake. They don't even matter because the government's going to decide the outcome anyway. So an active ongoing investigation by the United States Attorney General, Bill Barr, with United States Attorney John Durham leading it, the origins of the Russia probe, and at the intersection of that, Russia, Ukraine, countries like Australia, who knows what else, and the president, as the head of state, is asking another head of state to please assist with the, uh, cooperate with the investigation. Please cooperate with the investigation. Now, how is that any different from the time that three Democrat United States senators, Robert Menendez from New Jersey, total sleazeball, by the way, Pat Leahy from Vermont, terrible actor, and Dick Durbin, when the three of them sent a letter to Ukraine May 4th, 2018, asking them to cooperate with Robert Mueller in investigating President Trump. The hypocrisy knows no bounds. But I will tell you that Democrats are making so many absolute political blunders here. They're destroying Joe Biden's candidacy. Democrats are destroying Joe Biden's candidacy all by themselves. And maybe that's by design, because maybe they just really don't want Joe Biden to be their nominee. 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show, the great one off tonight. Rich Zioli from WPHT coming right back. Mark Levin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C., Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I tell you, there were a lot of misconduct with the Russia probe. A lot of misconduct and how it all started. And I would like to know how it started. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to know that? Here on the Mark Levin Show, Rich Zioli in for the great one. I'm on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Mark will be back with you tomorrow. He is... 
observing Rosh Hashanah. I tell you, it's I, I would like to know as a citizen of the United States of America so that we can make sure it never happens again. I mean, they came close. They came really close to affecting the outcome of an election. They really did. I mean, we don't even know how close they came. But hopefully we'll find out. So the New York Times, right before I go on the air tonight, New York Times, big explosive story. President asks Australia to help. And they want to create a pattern in your mind that this is what happens now. President's just dialing world leaders, going, excuse me, can you give me some help? Excuse me, I want this, I want that. No, what's happening here, so you understand is that the Attorney General of the United States of America is asking the president, as the head of state, to call other heads of state to ask for their cooperation into the ongoing possible misconduct by the United States intelligence community at the outset of the Russia investigation. So now think about it. Rather than having some bureaucrat call another bureaucrat in another country, the head of state calls the head of state and says, hey, can you please do me a favor and cooperate? We're trying to figure out what happened in 2016. I'll have my attorney general call your guy and then they can talk. Great. Good. All right. By the way, nice chatting with you. What is wrong with that? What exactly is the problem with that? First of all, it helps with world relations. If international relations, if the president can have good relationships with people. Number two, it's a very efficient manner to go, right? Rather than some low-level bureaucrat sending a letter that gets lost in the shuffle, the president picks up the phone and says, hey, I need a favor. We're looking into 2016. We're not looking into 2020, not trying to change the outcome of an election. I, I don't even know what the candidate's going to be yet. I'm asking your help in looking backwards. Looking backwards into 2016, when I was spied on, my campaign, potentially, when all these people around me were spied upon, potentially, illegally, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, as I see it. And I'm no constitutional scholar like Mark is, but I certainly know the idea that if the government can just start infiltrating presidential campaigns, it's not long until we have no say in our process. You don't have to be a constitutional scholar to know that. So the Attorney General, Bill Barr, has an ongoing investigation. Other countries were providing information during the course of the Mueller probe. How do I know that? I know that because three Democrat senators sent a letter to Ukraine asking them in May of 2018 to please cooperate with the Mueller probe or else. I should do what Adam Schiff did. I should just make up some things right now. These three senators sent a letter and said, you cooperate or else, see? Or we're going to do things to you, see? And you better do it, see? And these three Democrat senators said, I'm only going to tell you 11 times, see? And then you better do it, see? And don't call me, I'll call you, see? I'll just make stuff up like Adam shifted. Why not? Rich Zioli for the great one, Mark Levin, 877-381-3811. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. 
Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. This is Radio Free America on the Mark Levin Show. Call now, 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show, the great one, is off tonight celebrating... And observing Rosh Hashanah, and he will be back with you tomorrow night. Rich Zioli from his home station of WPHT. I say home because Mark grew up right around here. He's a Philly guy. Of course, also the birthplace of liberty and our Constitution. 877-381-3811. So, you know, it's uh, interesting to me that the other part of the transcript that everybody's making a big deal about is the part where Joe Biden's name comes into it. Joe Biden's name. Because, you know, if you're asking about corruption, uh, you're not allowed to mention Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden can bring up corruption, but nobody can bring up Joe Biden, apparently. Those are the rules we have to understand. Those are apparently the rules. So let's go through that, shall we? Because Mark was on Fox and Friends yesterday, and Mr. Producer will play some audio for you in just a quick moment. But let's go through the president's call, and let's bring up Joe Biden, shall we? The part about I would like you to do us a favor, though which you keep hearing over and over again from people on the left, especially they keep saying this, well, the president asked him to do a favor. That is involving the 2016 election. He's going to call other world leaders, and probably already has, and said the same thing to them. I'd like you to do us a favor. We're looking into this 2016 nonsense. Can you help out? I'm going to have my guys call you. Can you help out? He's not calling them and saying, oh, and by the way, uh, here's what I'd like. Can I have your help? I'm running for president. Can you help me with the 2020 election? The president, as the president, as the head of the executive branch of government, trying to figure out what happened in 2016. The attorney general of the United States, trying to figure out what happened in 2016. What led to the Mueller probe? What led to this whole thing? John Durham, United States attorney, trying to get to the bottom of what led to the Mueller probe. They need the cooperation of nations around the world. I imagine the United Kingdom. I imagine they need the cooperation of Russia, Ukraine, Australia, maybe others. Who knows? So the president calls the head of state, as the head of state, asks for their help. And then the media goes, oh, whoa, but you brought up Joe Biden. Let's understand the extent to which Joe Biden's name came up. And you could really understand why it is that so many people are trying to take just take this completely out of out of consequence. Joe Biden goes on a couple years ago bragging about how he got this prosecutor fired. Right. You heard though. You've heard the audio by now. He's saying to the guy, look, uh, I'm getting on that plane in six hours. Either that prosecutor's gone or I'm taking the one point five billion dollars with me. You don't believe me? Call Obama. I'm getting this done. Now, some people say it was because his son is on the head of a board. This this Burisma company that he knows nothing about energy, nothing about Ukrainian law, nothing. But he's on this board. He's making five hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. So some people say it's Joe Biden trying to influence the prosecution. Other people turn around and go, nope, it's Joe Biden trying to get to the heart of corruption because we can't give money to a corrupt country. We can't give money to a country that is corrupt. And we got to make sure that corruption is rooted out. And Biden's Biden's bragging about it, right? I'll get back on that plane, bub, and I'll go back with my money in tow if you don't do exactly what I want. All right. So then people say, well, that's so brave of Joe Biden because the world wanted this prosecutor gone. In the call with the president, with Zelensky, he says, 
as after Zelensky talks about how everything you mentioned, Mr. President, we're going to look into this and I want you to trust me and we're going to have a new prosecutor and I want us to have a great partnership and we're going to help you look into what happened in 2016. The president says, quote, good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good and he was shut down and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way they shut your very good prosecutor down and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him to uh, to help you. I'd like him to help you. Right? I'd like him to help you. Call you. I will ask him to call you along with the Attorney General. Rudy very much knows what's happening, and he is a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman was bad news, and the people she was dealing with in the Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a whole lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, because it sounds horrible to me. And President Zelensky says, I wanted to tell you about the prosecutor. And he goes on about how his new prosecutor is going to be his guy. And then the president says, great. Well, I'll have Rudy call you and, my, and, and the attorney general will call you. And then the president says, I hope we can have some good friends and have some good friends and we'll have friends. All right, we'll have friends. The president's not asking to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. He's not asking them to do that, any of that sort of thing. So then this whistleblower complaint comes out after this transcript comes out. And this whistleblower, quote unquote, complaint which is full of all kinds of fabrications. And he's got a sleazy legal team, whoever this guy is, because last night, 60 Minutes says, the whistleblower fears for his life and is under federal government protection, armed guards protecting him. And then his attorney comes out and says, no, he's not. 60 Minutes got it wrong. All right? Nobody's threatened him. He's not threatened. Okay? So I do the morning show So from 5.30 to 9. So this morning on the show, I'm talking about how the whistleblower's attorney... This guy, Mark Zad, is contradicting 60 Minutes reporting, saying, no, my client's not under, there's there's no threat to him. Nobody's trying to kill him. He's fine. He's okay. Now, they're coming out and saying, the whistleblower's lawyer says President Trump is endangering his client. You know how sleazy these guys are? So this morning it was, no, 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 he's fine. The 60 Minutes got it wrong. He's, He's okay. Now the President of the United States is essentially now endangering his life. The whistleblower whose identity we still don't know. Who still has not said a word in public. And the other people that were around him. And nobody knows. And then, of course, how the rules were changed right before all this came out to make sure that it doesn't have to be firsthand knowledge. I mean, all of this stinks. See, I'm a Jersey guy by trade. Grew up in Jersey. Cut my teeth in Jersey politics. So I know these quid pro quos when I see them because I'm surrounded by them. And if you ever work in Jersey politics, you see it all the time. And I know what quid pro quos are. But I also know the idea that you're going to get something from somebody means you actually have to get it. So this is the other lie that people are advancing today, which is this military aid was being withheld to Ukraine. First of all, the course of the conversation, Zelensky doesn't even know there's aid being held up. President doesn't ask for anything specific other than to figure out what happened with the firing of the prosecutor, right? What happened with the firing of the prosecutor and Hunter Biden? The money is released to Ukraine. Ukraine hasn't done anything. Ukraine hasn't given the president anything. Ukraine hasn't turned around and said, all right, here's all the dirt we got on Biden for 2020. Knock yourself out, Mr. President. There's no quid pro quo there. If you're going to have quid pro quo, you got to get something. 
It's like a, any other situation where if you're holding somebody by ransom, if you're holding someone for ransom, you got to get the money before you release the person you're holding hostage. It's, I mean, that's just ransom 101. It's how that works. Ukraine didn't give the president anything. They didn't know there was money being held up. Even if there was money being held up, what did the president get to, quote unquote, release the money? The whole thing is made up. I mean, it's 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 the kind of thing where you take it and you go, ah, but you see now he wanted something on Joe Biden. What did he want? He wanted to know what Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the one bragging about having the prosecutor fired, not Donald Trump. Joe Biden's the one on tape saying he got the prosecutor fired. So when Joe Biden was there, think about this now for a second. And he's threatening to leave with the money, right? He's like, I got this $1.5 billion, and I'm going to get back on that plane unless that prosecutor's gone. So what happens? Well, the SOB is gone. Son of a B is gone. Bragging about that fact. And everybody turns around and goes, you know what? That's so great. Look at the Obama-Biden administration. I mean, they are making sure that we are not giving hard-earned American money to a corrupt country. Look at that. That's amazing right there. Bravo. And if you bring up Hunter Biden and his role on this company, they go, stop with your conspiracy theories. They had nothing to do with it. Everybody knew this prosecutor was corrupt. They wanted him gone. But you go, but Hunter Biden was on the board of a company that the prosecutor was investigating. They go, it's irrelevant. Joe Biden was just about protecting our American dollars from a country that might be corrupt. Okay? If military money was being held up, why wasn't the president then trying to do the exact same thing? Right. Why wasn't then Donald Trump then trying to do the exact same thing, which is to make sure that Ukraine is not still corrupt, to make sure that we still don't have corrupt prosecutors, to make sure that we still don't have the ability for people who are doing legitimate investigations in a corruption to be gone. And then which case then all of our money, our aid goes and vanishes into thin air. You notice that with Biden, how dare you? He's unimpeachable. How dare you question his motives with Donald Trump? It's got to be something that benefits Trump. That's the spin. That's the spin as they lay it out for you over and over again, trying to advance the narrative. Trump is talking about the 2016 election, trying to get to the bottom of the 2016 election. And if the Obama administration can make sure that they're not giving USA to a country that's corrupt, why can't the Trump administration make sure they're not giving USA to a country that's corrupt? What is wrong with that? Absolutely nothing, by the way. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The difference, though, of course, is the media rallies around Joe Biden and goes, bravo, man, look at you fighting to protect our dollars from those corrupt Ukrainians. And with Trump, it's you just holding them out to get your bidding for 2020. What bidding? What bidding for 2020 exactly? What are they going to give him for 2020? Really, what, what, what could they give him for 2020 that a good opposition, opposition research guy couldn't get on his own? Think about that for a moment here. Let's step back and think about it from the political perspective, because as I said to you, I worked in politics, cut my teeth in politics. Years ago, I golfed with Mark. I said to him, you know, you got to run for office again, because Mark was elected to the Board of Education when he was 18. He said, nope, I'm not doing it. I like being on the radio. I said, that sounds good. Maybe I'll try this radio thing, too. But before I did that, I was in politics, and I'm telling you right now that opposition research, which is what the Steele dossier apparently was, all this stuff that people can dig up, they can dig up stuff. You don't need to have the head of Ukraine dig up stuff on Joe Biden. You can pay a guy who does opposition research to dig up stuff on Joe Biden. It's not that hard. It's not complicated. The president doesn't need to ask a head of state to do that. The president's campaign can hire a very good oppo research person to do it for them, which every campaign does, by the way. They hire somebody to do opposition research. 
There is zero need in the year 2019 when you have the internet and air travel and boat travel and the ability to go there and talk to people for anyone to have to do a quid pro quo with a head of state to get information on a candidate who was vice president. It's not like Joe Biden just appeared out of nowhere and you're going, I, you got to help me figure out where this guy came from. It's like the twilight zone, a portal opened up, and there he was, and I can't figure it out. Joe Biden was the vice president. Think of how much opposition research the Democrats are digging up on him. Democrats who want to beat him for the nomination. You don't need the head of state to help you with op research. That's the easiest thing to do in a campaign. You just hire someone who's very good at it, who can figure it out. Or you hire somebody overseas who can figure it out, like they did with the Christopher Steele dossier, like the DNC and the Clinton campaign did when they paid for somebody to create this dossier to go after the president, which is apparently opposition research. You don't need to call a head of state and go, can you have your people tell me what they know about Joe Biden? By the way, it's not his people who were in power back then. Zelensky is talking about having a new prosecutor. That prosecutor wasn't around back then. He's getting a new guy, his guy, who's going to be the prosecutor. What is there to look into that can't be found? Joe Biden already bragged about having the guy fired. So what exactly, what big Ukrainian mystery is there to be unloaded here that only the head of state can figure out? See, it's a joke. It really is. The whole thing's a joke. But that's the problem, though, is that so many people right now are looking at this, not a problem for me or for you, it's a problem for Democrats, they're looking at this as what it is, a nonstop, never-ending investigation. Just one long investigation that never ends. It never goes away. And I'm telling you right now, this hurts Joe Biden so badly. Because remember, Joe Biden being in Pennsylvania, where I broadcast every day in WPHT, Joe Biden running around, hey, I'm Mr. Scranton, look at me with my lunch pail. Lunch pail Joe, blue-collar Joe, I'm just like you. I can hang out with the working guys. You know what a lot of working people think? I'm talking about blue-collar men and women who drive trucks. Maybe you're driving one right now. Work on oil rigs, work in coal mines, steel mills, union guys. You know what they think? They think, I can't get my kid a $50,000 a month consulting gig in Ukraine. You did that because you were vice president, and somehow you and your family get enriched. You enrich yourselves, and I'm sick and tired of it. That hurts Joe Biden more than anything else. Whether Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or anybody else in the Biden family did anything illegal or not, the fact that Joe Biden can't look these blue-collar guys in the eye and say, I'm just like you, because they're going to turn around and go, you're not just like me. I can't get my kid a $50,000 a year job. 50 a month, excuse me. $50,000 a month job as a, as a, on a phony board of a country the kid knows nothing about. But you did that. You did that. 877-381-3811. This is so bad for Joe Biden, so bad. But we got to clear up a lot of facts, and luckily Mark did that yesterday on Fox News. I'll play you that audio, and you will hear that, and you will understand right away that all the twisting around about this whole, I got to ask you a favor, though, it needs to stop. It needs to stop as you get to the bottom of this. And I'll also tell you, that more of these explosive headlines that are coming out about Trump's phone call to this head of state, Trump's phone call to that head of state, asking for something personal. No, he's asking for their cooperation in getting to the bottom of the Mueller probe. 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli for the great one, Mark Levin, coming right back. Mark Levin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. 
but the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. backfire on Democrats in such a big way. It already is. Also backfiring on the media. This Australia bombshell tonight is such a joke. It really is such a joke because the fact of the president of the United States asking another head of state, please cooperate with our investigation. You know, we have treaties for that sort of thing, right? You probably have heard this. In 1998, Bill Clinton signed a treaty with Ukraine to help each other. Well, you know, investigate corruption, make sure those sort of things are, are investigated. How do I know that? Well, I know that from Mark, but I also know that from the fact that some Democrats, senators wrote a letter back in May of 2018, and they actually mentioned that treaty, and they bully Ukraine because they say Ukraine needs to cooperate with the Mueller probe. And if they don't cooperate with the Mueller probe, well, that's not going to end well for them. That's not going to end well for them. So they better do the right thing here, and they better help out with the Mueller probe. That's right. Mr. Prosecutor General, Yuri Lushensko. General Prosecutor, Office of the Prosecutor General of Ukraine, signed by Menendez, Leahy, and Durbin. And they'd like to know the following things. Has your office taken any steps to restrict cooperation with the investigation by Special Counsel Robert Mueller? If so, why? They'd like to know if any individual from the Trump administration or anyone acting on its behalf encouraged Ukrainian government or law enforcement officials not to cooperate with the investigation by Special Counsel Robert Mueller. By the way, has anyone alleged that? No, they haven't. You realize that with this whole whistleblower thing, the nonsense surrounding it, you realize that nobody has even suggested the president try to do anything with regards to impeding Mueller's investigation vis-a-vis Ukraine? Not one single person. The whistleblower didn't suggest it. Nobody suggested it because it never happened. Was the Mueller probe raised in any way during discussions between your government and U.S. officials, including around the meeting of President Trump and Poroshenko in New York in 2017? They want to know these things. And uh, I'll do Adam Schiff here and do a little mobster bit, since that's what Schiff did at the hearing, right? I'll do a little. And we want to know these things, see? And we want to know these things right away, see? And if you don't get to the bottom of it, see? We're going to take some, uh, well, you know, there's uh, money on the table, see? And you better do what we say. I mean, that's what Adam Schiff did when he completely fabricated the president's phone call. Completely made it up. But I guess you're allowed to do that if that's what you need to do. The Mark Levin Show, Rich Gilly for the great one, coming right back. 
them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Oh, big bombshell tonight from the New York Times. Big bombshell. Only it's not a bombshell. And now the New York Times has egg on their face again. Because once again, they show nothing more than their absolute bias. Terrible reporting. Truly amazing they're still in business, isn't it? Welcome back to the show. Actually, it's not because there's always a market for that sort of thing. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. He is celebrating and observing Rosh Hashanah. Rich Zioli from his... Hometown of Philadelphia, WPHD, the morning drive host there with you tonight, fellow Levinites. Great to be with you. I have been teasing the audio of Mark, who just went, he was great yesterday in Fox News. And I'll play it for you in just a second. Mr. Producer has been very patient with me. 877-381-3811. But just in case you're joining the show right now, I want you to understand something. The New York Times drops this bombshell right before we're about to go on the air. And they say now, quote, Trump pressed Australian leader to help Barr, Attorney General Barr, investigate Mueller inquiry's origins. The discussion was another instance of the president using American diplomacy for potential personal gain. Can I ask you, how is that for his potential personal gain? What, What does the president gain from understanding the origins of the Mueller probe? I know what we gain as people. We gain the understanding of whether or not people in the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, the Department of Justice used their government powers to affect the presidential election. That's what we gain as people. We gain that. You and me, we gain that. We gain that knowledge so that we can make sure it never happens again. And for Democrats, I've got news for you. You should also want to gain that knowledge because someday it could be a Republican using his CIA, NSA, FBI, DOJ, blah, 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 other three-letter initial word to, to actually influence the outcome of an election. Could be on you. Could be flipped around. So you should also want to get to the bottom of that. But you see, the, the Times drops this bomb, the bombshell. Boom, look. Because they want people who are idiots to think that there's just a pattern here. The pattern being that this is what the president does. He calls up world leaders and he asks them for favors to help himself personally. There's nothing here. Nothing here at all. In fact, during the break, Mr. Producer was kind enough to send this to me. It's a letter that was sent in May of 2019 addressed to the Honorable William P. Barr, Attorney General of the United States of America, sent from the Honorable Joe Hockey. Joe Hockey being the ambassador from Australia. Dear Attorney General, I refer to President Trump's announcement on May 24th that you will investigate the origins of the Federal Bureau of Investigation's probe into Russia links to the 2016 U.S. election. I note that the president referred to Australia, the United Kingdom, and the Ukraine as potential shareholders, stakeholders, excuse me, Moreover, I note that he has declassified intelligence material to support your investigation. The Australian government will use its best endeavors to support your efforts in this matter. While Australia's former High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, the Honorable Alexander Downer, is no longer employed by the government, we stand ready to provide you with all relevant information to support your inquiries. The acting White House Chief of Staff, the Honorable Michael Mulvaney, has been copied on this letter. 28th of May, 2019. Now, obviously, because Christopher Steele was an 
British spy, MI6 spy, and Australia was giving information during the Mueller probe, it's perfectly reasonable for the Attorney General to reach out to these countries and ask them for help. And it's perfectly reasonable for the President of the United States, as the head of state, to reach out to other heads of state and say, we're doing an investigation into the origins of the Mueller probe because we need to figure out how exactly our government was able to use its law enforcement department for politics. I've said this before. Mark Levin has said this too. The definition of a police state, very basic definition, it's not crowd control, cops on horseback. It's not when cops have batons in there. No, the, the definition of a police state is when the government uses law enforcement, national intelligence for political purposes to get an outcome that they want. So the, the government wants to stay in power because people make up government and those people who are in power want to stay in power. So they use all the resources available to them, their investigatory branch, their IRS branch, their revenue branch, this branch, that branch, to do whatever they can to maintain power. It's what they did around the world. This is not the first time it's happened. You know, secret police, the Stasi, all these other different entities throughout the course of history who've gone after their citizens to make sure their citizens play by their rules so that they can always stay in power. But in our country, it's supposed to be different. In our country, our government is supposed to stay the hell out of politics. You stay the hell out of politics. But it looks like to me, from where I sit, in 2016, they used lots of different government agencies to try to affect the outcome of an election. And the president wants to get to the bottom of it so it never happens again. Who can possibly be against that? Who in their right mind can possibly be against ensuring that that never happens again? That no matter how long we live, no matter how long we're here on this mortal coil, our government can never use the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, the blah, 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 for political purposes to try to affect the outcome of an election. That's something that Democrats and Republicans should both root for. So the Attorney General, Bill Barr, appoints John Durham to look into the investigation. John Durham's chairing it. They need the cooperation of certain countries, including Ukraine. President calls the head of state. The head of state, they have a conversation. He asks him for, do me a favor, help with this investigation. Not do me a favor, help me win 2020. Do me a favor and help cooperate with this investigation into the Mueller probe, because we got to figure out what the hell happened here. All right, eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I want to I want to play for you yesterday. Mark was on Fox News, and I know we wanted to be here with you tonight, especially on the heels of this. The president praised his performance yesterday on TV, but of course, Mark celebrating Rosh Hashanah tonight. But let's start now with cut fourteen because I actually was I asked Mark earlier in the show. I said, um, with regards to the Senate, is McConnell correct that they have to have a trial? Of course, Mark being such a constitutional scholar, he's got a great answer for that. Cut fourteen. Well, we're facing a rogue House of Representatives. The way this process is supposed to work, as you know, and I want to walk through this slowly, is in every other instance of arming a president of the United States, three in the past, uh, the House of Representatives laid a foundation. They had a vote, a roll call vote in the House on whether or not to conduct an inquiry. And the reason for that is so the whole nation participates and decides through our elected representatives. Um, so the body politic must must be involved in this process. What Nancy Pelosi did is circumvent that process. She stood up at a podium uh, like she's some kind of dictator and proclaimed that all of a sudden she has decided that the House of Representatives will conduct a formal impeachment inquiry. But it's not the House of Representatives that authorized that. She's picked six of her committee chairmen who are from New York, L.A., Baltimore, and herself from San Francisco to drive this. 
They want to do it fast. It's in all the newspapers. They want it all done by October so people can't really digest what's taking place. And then they want to throw it into the Senate for a spectacle for a trial. And there's some talk on whether or not the Senate has to actually have a trial under the Constitution. This is where I want everyone to pay attention. The House decides its impeachment process. The Senate decides trials. I've studied this more than anybody else. I actually went back and read the Andrew Johnson trial. Let's stop it right there for a second, Mr. Producer, if we could. Now, this is Mark on Fox News yesterday. Imagine how many people have read the trial of President Andrew Johnson, the impeachment trial of the president. Think about that for a second. Probably not many, right? And think about this, too. Only two presidents in our nation's history have been impeached, neither of which was removed by the United States Senate. Just, Just keep that in mind for a second here. Go ahead. Trial, which you have to get out of the Library of Congress. In his case, he had, as I recall, 11 charges against him. They tried him on three. They came close to one in conviction. Then they adjourned and they never brought back the other eight. They just dropped it because it was such a farce. Now, in this case, it's a complete farce because Nancy Pelosi has violated all the past processes by cutting out the House of Representatives by a single member from San Francisco and these other members driving an impeachment inquiry. The United States Senate has never been faced with a situation like this in the past presidential uh, impeachment situations, and it must not. It must not give a rubber. It's not required to say, you know what, we're going to take this up because the House sends it to us. It has poisoned the process from the get-go. It has poisoned from the get-go. Here's why. Nancy Pelosi has a 37 majority in the House. I've been reading there's 10 or 12 members who didn't want to go along with that. So that gives her what? 25, give or take. That means if the House actually voted on this, it would be as close to a 50-50 on an impeachment inquiry as there has ever been. There's never been anything this close before because this is being driven for political reasons, not lawful reasons. Not constitutional reasons. Everything she's doing, she even changed. I wish we had a few real reporters out there, you know, other than you, Ed. I wish we had a real a few reporters out there uh-huh. who would actually look at American history so Mark, and actually also see that when Nancy Pelosi came into office, she changed the process for hearings. She changed the process for depositions in order to fast speed this stuff. So she has always wanted to, despite the fact, oh, Nancy's holding back AOC. Nancy is AOC. People say AOC took over the House. No, Nancy's old Nancy. She's AOC. She's just smarter than AOC, but dumber in this sense. She gave the United States Senate every reason to say, you know what? We are not going to hold a trial based on what Nancy Pelosi decided and her violation of, Amer- of, the, of the history of America when it comes to impeachment. All right, Mark, That's exactly what Mark, the Senate should Mark. say. Now, you know, it's interesting, too, because Governor Andrew Cuomo, echo the exact same point of how stupid this impeachment is and how the radical left, the extreme left, has taken over the political party of the Democrat Party and completely taken it over. There are Democrats out there who know that this is ridiculous. They know this. The governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, is one of them. There's a Jersey guy in South Jersey, Jeff Andrew. He was on the other night with Tucker Carlson on Fox News, and he said this is also stupid. The president thanked him for that. Well, these are two blue states, New Jersey and New York. They're two blue states, and the governor of one state and a member of Congress of the other, and they're both saying impeachment is stupid. Now, how many other members of the House also know this is stupid and would love for this to just be over as quickly as possible? And they also know the president's going to be acquitted in the Senate. 
And they also know that there may not even be a trial in the Senate. But at this point, they just want to make sure that they can go along with their party because otherwise they're going to look like they're not team players. It's ridiculous. And the one who's hurting the most, I keep saying it, is Joe Biden. Joe Biden's candidacy is over. I'm telling you right now, it is over. The one who's loving this the most is America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren. She loves this. I call her that because she lectures everybody all the time, all the time. And it's a very complicated relationship, the mother-in-law relationship. Whether you're a man or a woman, it's not a sexist thing. It's just a fact. All right, 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli in for the great one, Mark Levin. Coming up, Mark battled Ed Henry after Ed asked him a question which many people, including myself, say was totally out of line straight ahead. Mark Lovin. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Yes, it does. The Mark Levin Radio Show. Rich Zioli in for the great one. By the way, you can play along on Twitter. I'm at Rich Zioli, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I. The great one will be back tomorrow night. 877-381-3811. Gary in Knoxville, Tennessee. Gary, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my phone call. And I want to say you're making some great points this evening on the show. Thank you. Um, I would like to take another look at this because the narrative of the whistleblower story is so insane and illogical. It's just incredible. So uh, if you look at it differently, um, I believe it's a script that they're following, and Trump totally messed up that script. He wasn't supposed to release his phone call. So if you go with that idea, with the script being written well beforehand, it's all pre-planned, and then uh, Trump doesn't release the script, well, Adam Schiff goes in front of the Congress and gives a factual accounting, and, you know, it sounds so horrible, he's a mob boss. And then the script goes on. they got to put the whistleblower under security because his life is in danger because we have a mob boss in the presidency. So... When Trump released that just before Schiff went to Congress, it totally threw their script out, and they didn't have time to change anything. 
Yeah, you're 100% right. The fact of the matter is that they probably had this, I think Adam Schiff had this uh, whistleblower complaint probably a month ago at least, and it was addressed to him. That's a big question. How long did Schiff know about it? And the day that Adam Schiff did his little gangster routine, you know, he's sitting up there going, yeah, see, you better do what I want, see, or I'm going to get you the money, see, that whole fake little mafioso thing he did. You know, that day, Gary, they the terms like mafia, mob boss, Tony Soprano, those terms were searched thousands of times on the internet and it was newsbusters who compiled a montage of all the people on cable television who kept comparing the president to a mob boss so you're a hundred percent right the narrative was let's make it seem like he's a mob boss holding ukraine hostage here for money to get what he wants and that's the way they portrayed it it's an absolute lie Also, I want to make the point, Adam Schiff is a terrible actor, awful actor. That guy could not do a mob boss if he tried. All right, Gary, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it very much. You're well well said tonight on the Mark Levin Show. No, and you're right. It it busted the script. There's a reason why the president released the transcript, because he didn't do anything wrong. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why the whistleblower got second and third-hand information, because the whistleblower didn't witness any of this stuff. There's a reason why the whistleblower complaint went to Adam Schiff and they waited. They waited on this. Why do you think they waited on this? If it was such a grave national security concern, why'd they wait? I think they waited for people to come back from vacation. That's what I think. They waited for the political season to start so they could just lay into him full throttle, full speed ahead. And the media does what the media does. And that's they cooperate fully. New York Times tonight, explosive story. The president pressured the Australian prime minister to what? To cooperate with an ongoing criminal investigation of which Australia might have knowledge when the Australian ambassador says, yeah, we know some things and we're happy to turn it over to you. And what's the uh, what's the big investigation about? It's not about Joe Biden. It's about the 2016 election. President Trump is trying to get to the bottom of what happened in 2016. He's not trying to get to the bottom of what's going to happen in 2020. Joe Biden's probably not even going to be the nominee. And that's not because of Trump. That's because of Democrats. I think Democrats, they're just, they're so nutty left. The last thing they want is Joe Biden. The last thing they want. I think a big part of this is because every time you hear about Ukraine, you hear about Hunter Biden. And every time you hear about Hunter Biden, you hear about Joe Biden. Even Bill Maher, liberal Bill Maher, Friday night on HBO, was making the point that if this was about Donald Trump Jr., Rachel Maddow and everybody in MSNBC would be going all in on how it was this kid got all this money. It's the truth. So much more to come, including Mark's exchange with Ed Henry. You don't want to miss this. Rich Zioli for the great one. Mark Levin, straight ahead. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day. Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real, USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. 
Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. It's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. Yes, it is the Mark Levin Show. The great one off tonight celebrating observing Rosh Hashanah. Thank you for being with me tonight, fellow Levinites. Rich Zioli from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia, WPHT, where I'm the Morning Drive host on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So Mark had a great day yesterday battling on Fox News. President even thanked him for that. But Mark was just doing what Mark does, which is understand the facts and break them down and understand the law. It's not that complicated when you figure it out. One thing I do know, and I'm no constitutional scholar, but I do know this. I know politics, and I know that politically speaking, this election about jobs, about the economy... The one guy, the one guy the Democrats said could go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump in terms of getting union workers, Joe Biden, is now at the center of a storm here, at the center of a storm. Meanwhile, America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren, gathering momentum from the kooky progressive base who loves her idea of just taking over Wall Street, taking over companies, taking people's money, socialized medicine. I'll tell you something. Ed Rendell is the former governor of Pennsylvania. What I'm broadcasting from tonight. There's a time where Pennsylvania had some moderate Democrats. Now, I'm not saying Ed Rendell's moderate on everything, but I'm telling you that Ed Rendell is unrecognizable to most of the young, AOC, crazy, kooky, progressive Democrats of today. So Rendell comes on my show after the Democrat debate. I ask him, because he's, he's back in Biden, you know, and I, I asked him the question. I said, you know, it seems to me, Governor, like uh, Joe Biden keeps moving left on the environment He's going to have a real hard time winning Pennsylvania. Because don't forget, Joe Biden came out and said, we're going to get rid of coal, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels, we're going to get rid of fracking, natural gas, because he wants to fit in with the progressives. He he feels like, I've got to win the primary, so i got to go far left on this. So Ed Rendell says, you're right. He can't move that far to the left on the environment. Then he also said, and you cannot win a general election if you are for Medicare for all. People do not want to hear that their health care is going to be taken away. And that's what Elizabeth Warren's running around saying. When she pushes Medicare for all, what she's saying is, whatever health care you have, you're losing it. So all those union workers out there who negotiated their benefits, I'm talking cops, firemen, contractors, carpenters, electricians, they negotiate those health care plans. They're gone because you have to be in America's mother-in-law's plan, period. You've got to be in Elizabeth Warren's plan. So that's unelectable. You cannot win. And that's Governor Ed Rendell, Democrat, former DNC chairman Ed Rendell, saying that on my program. The one guy who claimed he could be the middle class guy, the guy who could go toe to toe, sit down with the carpenters, sit down with the electricians, hang out with them, be one of them. First of all, he's so stupid that he blew it by going so extreme on the environment. And number two, now he's embroiled in this Ukraine scandal. Because no matter what, at the end of the day, this comes back to Joe Biden. It's privilege. It's political privilege. Let me prove my point by playing for you Bill Maher. Now, Bill Maher is a lefty, but a lot of times Bill Maher makes sense. He's got the show on HBO. And what I like about him is that he's not afraid to call out the left when they're being hypocrites. And they're being big time hypocrites on this because they are not interested, remotely interested in digging into Hunter Biden. 
They're not at all interested in figuring out how Hunter Biden, who by all accounts is an idiot, got this gig. By all accounts, Hunter's the the dummy of the family, and he got this gig, and nobody on the left wants to do a hard, deep dive into figuring out why. They did at one point, by the way, over the summer. Over the summer, I remember New Yorker magazine writing a whole story about Joe Biden's Hunter Biden problem, and it talked about his contracts with Ukraine and China. But you see, back then... They wanted Biden out of the race, so it was okay to go after Joe Biden. Now their target is Donald Trump, so how dare you question Hunter Biden? How dare you question how he got this gig? This is Bill Maher from Friday night, and I'm telling you right now, what he's saying here, you know and I know that he's 100% right. Cut two. When more I read about this, no, I don't think he was doing something terrible in Ukraine, but it's just so... Why can't politicians tell their kids, get a job? It's too swampy. Get a damn job. I mean, this kid, this kid was paid $600,000 because his name is Biden by a gas company in Ukraine, this super corrupt country that just had a revolution to get rid of corruption. It just looks bad. And the Republicans are geniuses at muddying the water. Just to know, it's all going to be about you did this in Ukraine. Well, Joe Biden did this. It does sound like something Don Jr. would do. And if Don Jr. did it, it would be all Rachel Maddow was talking about. And you know what? He's right. It would be all Rachel Maddow was talking about. How is it that the president's son, because imagine if, if Trump sent Mike Pence over there, right? Donald Trump sent Mike Pence over to Ukraine. And while he's over there, he says, uh, get rid of the prosecutor who just happens to be investigating my uh, the, the president's son. Just happens to be investigating Don Jr. The New York Times, MSNBC, CNN, etc. would be all over it. They'd be all over it. But no, we're just supposed to take it at their word that just Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, it's above board. Everything's fine. Don't you dare ask questions. What? Why can't you ask questions? If Joe Biden went over there and was bragging about the fact that he was going to withhold $1.5 billion because he had to make sure Ukraine had no corruption, why is it wrong for Donald Trump to make sure Ukraine doesn't have any corruption before giving them money? The hypocrisy is absolutely amazing here. And Mark was asked a question over the weekend by Ed Henry. And the question, of course, Ed Henry, as so many in the media are skewing, this is all about the context of the president asking the favor. Remember, and I've said this before, the favor the president's asking is for cooperation in the 2016 Mueller investigation probe. He's not asking for a favor of dig up dirt on my opponent for 2020. The favor is we got to get to the bottom of how this Mueller probe started. And you are at the center of this, your country, along with Russia, along with the UK. And we need your help and your cooperation. That's the favor the president asks, period. Take a listen to the Great Ones Exchange. Cut 16. What do we know about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? Zero. So you're okay Zero. with a president you know asking another president to dig hold, up dirt on. on a candidate. You're okay with that? He's a former vice dirt president. Dirt on a candidate? What dirt are you talking about? He, the president of the United States. I'm not saying this he was didn't ask for illegal. It. But are I'm you asking the same? you, this is, are you okay right. with a president asking his counterpart, this is a simple yes or no, to dig up dirt on former vice president Joe Biden and his son? Are you okay with that? First of all, your question is not honest. So I don't give yes That's or no quote answers. That's a quote from the transcript, Let sir. me finish, Ed. You have all morning. I have two minutes. It's not an honest question. That, show me in the transcript where the president said that. Well, I don't have it in front of me, but there's a whole paragraph where he asked about Joe Biden. 
Hold on. I'm really trying to question. He asked about people. Joe Biden, and he's, the president said. So what he asked about okay, Joe Biden? Finish. Is he, he said allowed to ask about Joe Biden? Are, the president said a lot of people are wondering about the former vice president and his son's business deal. That's all I'm saying. There's no hidden it's actually there. not the way so he is put it okay? either. What you ought is to do, okay? Ed, Ed, what you ought to do is rather than restating it, put a graphic up and read it. That said, okay, we'll do it. what's the problem, Ed? What's the problem with it? I didn't say there was a problem. I said. Neither did Democrats I. So the answer to your question is, so is it no. Okay. okay. It's, what do you mean, why is it okay? There's a lot of things. The question isn't proven negative. The question is, it's not illegal. It's not immoral. It's not unethical. And if you guys in the media would do your damn job and ask Joe Biden and Hunter Biden what the hell's going on, maybe the president wouldn't have to raise the issue. Right. Exactly. Why don't we get to the bottom of Hunter Biden? Why don't we get to the bottom of all this? And the president never asked them to dig up dirt on Joe Biden again. I'm telling you, I have been in politics my entire career until I got into talk radio. And the easiest thing to do is to hire somebody to do opposition research. Nobody's saying this, but here's the reality. And I know this from Jersey politics of all places. This is important to understand. If you want to get dirt on your opponent, there are people that do this for a living. They're professionals at it. You don't need the head of Ukraine to get dirt on Joe Biden. I'm sorry, but you don't. Where do you think all these stories about Joe Biden and busing and his comments and his battle with corn pop? Where do you think all this stuff is coming from? Opposition researchers paid for by the Democrats. And they're going to do that now until they knock Joe Biden out of the race. You don't need a head of state. It's 2019. You have an opposition research person fly to Ukraine and talk to people and get dirt. That's what you do. And it's what every campaign does, by the way. President doesn't have to call in a chit with the head of Ukraine to get dirt on Joe Biden. This isn't 1912 where there's only one way to get there and the president gets one phone call. I don't think they had phones back then. They got the Internet now. You have lots of different ways to get information on your opponents. All right, 877-381-3811, The Mark Levin Show, Rich Zioli, in for the great one on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Let us go to Scott in Los Angeles, California. Scott, you're on The Mark Levin Show. I, you know, I just wanted to let you know that on that Joe Biden clip, which you, or, or sorry, that um, Bill Maher clip, which you said it, what he's saying is true. Um, Bill Maher also says in there that this sounds like something that Don Jr. would do. Right, but and, Don Jr. didn't do it, though. Right, but it's just so it's just to let Bill Maher say that this is something that Don. I don't believe Don Jr. would ever do anything like Biden's son. Who cares? Why is that relevant? The point is that that he's saying that he doesn't like the Trumps, but he's pointing out that the media's hypocrisy here. Because if Don Jr. did do it, they would be all over it. You know it, and I know it. They'd be all over it. Of course, they'd be all over it. But to say, even to suggest, oh come on, man, don't focus on that point. Focus on the broader point here. He doesn't like Trump. That's why I played the clip for you. I can play you Trump sycophants, or I can play you somebody who doesn't like Trump to prove the point that even they think this is nonsense. All right, Scott, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 877-381-3811. Listen, you don't have to agree with every word that comes out of Bill Maher's mouth. The point is, he's a guy that hates Trump and would love to see anybody else be president. And even he's saying that it's ridiculous that the media is not doing their job and going after Hunter Biden here and digging in. And if it was Don Jr., they wouldn't stop. Oh, could you imagine it, too, by the way? Rachel Maddow show and crazy Lawrence O'Donnell and all these other people. Breaking news, the president using his influence to get a prosecutor fired who's investigating his son. I mean, it'd be insane. Uh, For those of you that 
have not heard me phone for Mark before, don't listen to me in the morning in Philadelphia, I try to find people like Bill Maher because it's very easy just to play or just to quote from the sites that are all saying nice things about the Trumps all the time. It's easy to do. I can do that. Anybody can do that. But when you find people like Bill Maher saying something like that, or Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York saying something like this, you understand just how insane what the Democrats are doing is. And you understand just how lazy the media is being. When you hear liberals say this, it's very, very eye-opening here. This is the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who, by the way, his idiot brother, his lesser brother, I call him the lesser, Chris Cuomo, he's on CNN every night. You know him as Fredo. He's going on about how we have to impeach. We have, we got to do this for the good of the republic, blah, blah, blah. His brother, who's the governor, who's actually been in politics, who's cut his teeth in politics, actually knows politics, he knows a lot more than his idiot brother does, and he knows that this is going nowhere, and he knows how stupid this is for Democrats. Take a listen. I think it's much harder than it used to be because it's not really bipartisan anymore, right? You have Democrats, Republicans, and then you have Democrats who have a faction within the Democratic Party where they have a heated extreme left and the Republicans who are dealing with a heated extreme right. So you really have four points on the spectrum that you have to deal with. And it's not just the old days, Democrat and Republican, uh, now you have these additional political pressures that are both internal and external. So I think it's more complicated. I think the first thing we have to do is take down the heat uh, and uh, just take down the, the aggravating factors and take down the temperature. You know, right now we have a lot of pots stirring in Washington, and they are, I believe, purposefully fanning the flames of opposition because it works politically why would you do that that's how i appeal to my base i pander to my base i make myself strong with my base by attacking the other side yeah but all you do then is increase tension all across the board and that is to where we are now right uh where you have not only dysfunctional government you now have an in impeachment inquiry, which means is the governmental shutdown from a process point of view, from a product point of view. So uh, the first thing is recognize it's a different problem than we've ever faced before. Second, just stop putting wood on the fire and let the wood, the fire die down a little bit. Well, I'm glad you brought it you up. You know, and then Governor Chris Christie talks to him about that. And he asks the governor of New York, you know, why is this happening? And Cuomo admits because the extreme left has taken over. The extreme left of the of the party has taken over and pushed Nancy Pelosi to do this. I mean, this is a governor of a blue state who's going out there and saying impeachment is going to go nowhere. And all these people are doing on TV and all these other Democrats and everything else, all they're doing is throwing wood in a fire that's dividing us and getting nothing done. Think about that now. That's the governor of a blue, solidly blue state of New York. I'm telling you right now, this notion that everybody out there is running around and going, oh, well, this is the right thing to do. No, it's not. It's politically stupid. And there are some Democrats and lefties out there who understand how politically stupid it is. Rich Zioli for the great one. Mark Levin, 877-381-3811. Coming right back. Mark Levin. 
If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add, but this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve, and subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Democrats, there are some, not many, who understand how politically stupid this is. See, I've said for a while now, impeachment is only going to make the president stronger. It's only going to make him stronger, especially because of the nonsense surrounding this. Look, you and I know firsthand that this attempt by the New York Times tonight, big bombshell in Australia, once again, there's nothing there. And it, again, makes them look incompetent. There's a point where voters tune this stuff out, and I think we're well past that point. They have been trying to get the president since November of 2016. I remember Inauguration Day. I did a live show that day at one of my favorite bars in Philadelphia, Chickies and Pete. So I'm on the air that day, and we're doing this whole big party. It's a big big inauguration party, and we're doing this whole thing. And I said that day, I go, this is the day they're going to start impeachment. You watch. This is the day they're going to start impeachment. Now, people called up, and they said, over what? I said, it doesn't matter what. They're just going to keep trying because they're not happy with the election. They're not happy with the results of the election, and they're never going to stop going after this president. Think about all the things that Democrats could have done if they wanted to, right? They could have done infrastructure. They could have done prescription drug reform. They could have done this. They could have done that. They have tried to do nothing because they do not want to give Donald Trump a win on anything. And I'm telling you, there are people out there right now who all they've heard is impeachment, impeachment, investigation, impeachment. The walls are closing in. It's over. This is the beginning of the end. Over and over and over again. They tune out. They go, wake me when it's over. Do I have a job? Is the economy good? Yes, then I'm good. I'm okay. That's all I care about. The election is going to be about the economy. And the president is doing a great job with that. And worse, they don't have a candidate who can actually talk to workers and relate to them. Every candidate they have is crazier than the next. More on that in a second. Rich Zioli for the great one. Mark Levin, Hour 3, straight ahead. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Bad night for the New York Times again. Another bad night as they're caught with more. Well, what do you say? Fake news. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Great one is off tonight. He is observing and celebrating Rosh Hashanah. He'll be back with you tomorrow night. I have the honor of being with you tonight, fellow Levinites. 
Rich Zioli from his home base of WPHD in Philadelphia. Home base because Mark is from this area. He's from Philly. And, of course, so is the Constitution. So is the Bill of Rights. So there's no one better to turn to than Mark. When he can't be here, though, I stay in good contact with him. And I make sure that uh, he is apprised of any questions I have because he's, I'd say, my mentor of radio. 877-381-3811. And he sent me a story before we went on the air tonight, which I'm going to share with you in just a second. But first, I want to tell you that if you just got here, I will take your call. But also, New York Times, oh, man, do they have a bad night. So they come out about 530 today, right as we're getting ready to go on the air. And, the, and you know, Mr. Producer's working hard. Mr. Call Screener working hard. By the way, I want to mention you should follow them on Twitter, too, by the way. They're great guys, and uh, they've got a lot to say, and you should definitely follow them as well. At Rich Cementa and at Rich Valdez. Follow them both on Twitter. And you can hear, actually, Mr. Call Screener, Rich Valdez, right on my station, WPHT, on the weekends. He also has his This Is America podcast. So follow both those guys, if you would, please. And follow me as well, at Rich Zioli. Now, here's the thing. New York Times, we're putting the show together. They come out, big bombshell. Trump has Australia help him. And it's a long pattern of the president asking for world leaders to help him with his own things that personally benefit him. Huh? What? Of course, now they get a letter. We, I mean, our side in May showing the Australia ambassador saying that he will absolutely help out the attorney general, William Barr, because it's about the Mueller probe, the origins of the Mueller investigation. President's not asking Australia to help him in any way, shape, or form benefit politically. He's not asking for them to help him become president again. He's trying to get to the bottom of how exactly the Mueller probe was launched. Here's my question. How could you be against that? How could anybody be against trying to understand the origins of the Mueller probe? We spent $40 million doing this investigation of the president when God only knows what else we could have been doing with our time. Putting the president through hell, distracting him from doing his job at a huge cost to the taxpayers, and the special counsel finds no collusion. And in the process, we know that they tried to influence the presidential election, and we know that people were spied on by our government. How could you not want to know and get to the bottom of that? If you call yourself a a liberal, how could you not want to know if the government has the ability to influence an election? Wouldn't you like to know that? Shouldn't just be conservatives like me. It should be people like you. I mean, everybody should want to know that. And if other nations were involved in this process and the UK, Australia, Ukraine at the heart of it, and that's the whole basis of this phone call with the president, the favor he asks is, please help us get to the bottom of the Mueller probe. That's the favor. That's the big favor the president asks. Everybody makes so much of. But I got to ask you a favor, though. Favor is, please help us get to the bottom of how Robert Mueller's investigation started. Who was it? Who pushed the buttons? Peter Strzok? Lisa Page? Was it the guy at the CIA that's a liar? Was it the guy at the NSA that's a liar? Was it the guy that's director of national intelligence who was a liar? Which one of these Trump-hating bureaucrats do we have to thank for this? How about James Comey? How about FISA abuses? How about going before FISA judges and giving them false information? We would like to get to the bottom of that. My question is, how can you be against that, is my question. And if you are against it, please let me know. 877-381-3811. But I have to tell you, politically speaking, and I am a political guy, cutting my teeth in Jersey politics, being on the air in Philadelphia, politically speaking... For Joe Biden, this is the thing he wants to go away more than anything. He wants this to go away because you cannot sit there and pretend like you're a blue-collar kind of guy 
when you're getting your kid a $50,000 a month gig as a consultant, making $3 million a year. Political privilege, baby. I mean, I, you know, it's funny, too. I, I drive. You ever drive through a toll booth? I mean, not through the toll booth, but you go through a toll, you pay the toll, and you uh, you ever think to yourself, who are the people that have jobs here? Now, I'm sure there's very fine people there, but I always question, like, who did you... Who do you know to get that job? Or the, the the town landfill or something like that. There's always this idiot who can't get a job anywhere, but they have an uncle or, you know what I mean, or a cousin or something who's in government, like a county commissioner or their mayor or something, and they're able to get the idiot kid a job somewhere. I was like, oh, listen, my idiot nephew, he's cannot get a job anywhere. Can you get him a job on the on the turnpike doing the tolls? Can he just do that? And you always think, how does one get that job? You get that job because you know somebody. Now, as you move up the food chain, obviously there are bigger and bigger jobs to be had. There's contracts to be had. There's government contracts. There's legal work. There's insurance work. There's engineering work. There's contract work. But at the very, very base of it, at the very bottom of it, are those kind of menial jobs you look at and you go, I don't get, what do we, why do we still have people taking toll money? What is, what, what is this? This is called patronage. Now, again, I'm not saying every toll worker is there because they're a hack. I'm just saying that being from Jersey where we have so many agencies that are redundant, we've got authorities and agencies that cover and do the exact same thing. The New Jersey Turnpike Authority, the Garden State Parkway Authority, we've got the South Jersey Turnpike Authority, the Burlington County Bridge Commission. I mean, I could bore you to death listing all the names of these agencies, but a lot of those contracts are patronage contracts. You know, you go to the right people, you have power. Well, you tend to become very, very well connected. And either you get your idiot kid a job or you get yourself a nice lucrative job yourself. In Biden's case, his idiot son manages to get millions of dollars just because he has the last name Biden in a country where Joe happens to be the emissary as vice president. I'm sorry, but I'm way too cynical to believe that's just a coincidence. And I don't think most people believe it's a coincidence either. In other words, I don't think your average guy working working the you know the blue collar job, driving the truck, and maybe if you're listening right now to the Mark Levin show and you're driving a truck, I mean, does that bother you? It bothers the hell out of me. Every morning when I get up at three thirty and drive to work to do my morning show in Philadelphia, it bothers me to think how come I can't I couldn't have won that contest? You know, that contest where my daddy could have hooked me up. My dad's a retired cop. I'm very proud of him. Retired lieutenant, Port Authority Police Force, New York, New Jersey. Was there, 9-11. Was a hero. But didn't have the political juice to get me a job. I had to go work for a living, if you can call talk radio work, which I think it is because we do a lot of hard work, research and whatnot. Good producers like Mr. Producer that help out, obviously. But my point is that I think as you're trying to communicate with people and connect with them, and you go, oh, and by the way, I got my son who's an idiot. I got him all this, this money, this big job. The Voters go, I'm sorry, but... You're exactly the problem, man. You're exactly the problem. See, Trump's never pretended to be anything that he's not. The president, who I know personally, president's never tried to pretend like he was just a regular average guy. He was always a populist billionaire. He was a populist who's a billionaire. And he's very proud about that fact. That's why everything's in gold. He loves that. He loves that excess. And people liked it. But the point is he fights for working class people. He doesn't pretend that he's working on the on, on, on the assembly line with them, but he fights for them. Biden, you see, though, Biden pretends like he's one of them. I'm just like you. No, you're not. You're not like any of us. You can't be when you're getting your kid that kind of a job. And you're enriching yourself, by the way. Can't be. 
So as Joe Biden's candidacy continues to fall apart over all this, and I, I truly believe that the lunatics are running the asylum, as they say, the extreme left, the AOCs, Alexandra Casey-Cortez, America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Bernie the Red, Bernie Sanders. I mean, I'm telling you, these people are completely in charge of the Democrat Party. And they are not going to stop until they get a socialist kook as their nominee. And if they don't get a socialist kook, if they get Joe Biden, they're going to stay home. Mark my words, they're going to stay home. So either way, I think this benefits the president tremendously. As long as Republicans just hold tight. It was Chuck Schumer who said, a few days after the president made the comment about how he was being spied on, which, by the way, was exposed by Mark Levin. The president made the comment about how he was being spied on, and he asked the question, he goes, like, what is this, like Nazi Germany? Like, what is this? And Chuck Schumer was on with Rachel Maddow, and he said, you know, the, 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 the spy agencies have six different ways to come at you. They got six different ways to come at you. So if they want to get you, they'll get you. I've always believed that, by the way. I've always believed if the government wants to get you, they'll find a way to get you. But I think there's particular angst towards this president embedded, entrenched within the intelligence community and obviously within certain aspects of the FBI. Because that's where all of this began. The entire Mueller probe, the heart of it, the beating heart monster of this is in the intelligence community. Just go back and look at it. James Clapper, DNI, CIA, NSA, FBI. All of these agencies are where all these swamp creatures came from who had one goal in mind, stopping Donald Trump from becoming president. And a lot of them are still there. We haven't exposed them yet. We haven't outed them yet. And they've got all the same power they had back then. Chuck Schumer said, if the intelligence community wants to get you, they got six different ways to get you. Don't pick a fight with them. Well, he's right. Don't pick a fight with them because they'll get you and they're coming after the president. And you think about it. If they can come after the president, what chance do you or I have? I mean, honestly, what chance do we have? He's the supposedly the most powerful guy in the world, right? Certainly, he's supposedly the most powerful guy in the country. And if the intelligence community can use all of their powers to manipulate things, like, for example, manipulating the whistleblower rules days before this comes out to make it so that secondhand information is now covered under the Whistleblower Protection Act, if they can do this... To get him? What chance do you or I have? And I'm telling you that people look at this stuff. I think working people look at this stuff and they see this and they go, yeah, this is bad. I think they rally to the president's defense. I think they rally to the president's side. And the left always overshoots. They always overshoot. Like tonight with the New York Times. Bombshell. Australia prime minister. President pressured for his own own benefit. Long pattern of this. What's the benefit of trying to get to the bottom of the... Of the Mueller probe. How does that help him? It's over. It's over. It's that. How does that help Donald Trump? It helps America is what it does. It helps America. It helps our system of justice. It helps the republic. It helps preserve the republic so that we don't become a police state. That's what the origins of the Mueller probe. That's why it's important. The Attorney General Bill Barr has the U.S. Attorney John Durham investigating the origins of the Mueller probe. If you were spied on, wouldn't you want to know? If it was your candidate who was spied on. I mean, just imagine if it had been the Bush administration that spied on Obama's campaign. Think of the insane outrage you would have heard back then. But the Trump campaign gets spied on by the Obama administration and people yawn. They yawn. Ah, no big deal. If you allow this to stand, you won't have a republic anymore. You'll have a police state. And a police state will always get its way and the police state will always make sure it stays in power. That's what we're fighting against. That is the fight right now. That's what we're fighting against. 
We're not fighting to just defend Donald Trump. We're not fighting just to defend his presidency. We are fighting for the republic because if the republic is allowed to be co-opted by the deep state, by the police state, by the intelligence community, by the law enforcement, federal law enforcement community, however you want to describe it, if they are allowed to co-opt our elections and keep whoever they want in power, we do not have, you, I, we do not have a republic anymore. We have a police state. And then it's worse. It's way worse. Forget just not having free and fair elections. God only knows what they'll do to punish you if they don't like what you're doing. That's what this fight is about. 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli filling in for the great one. Mark Levin coming right back. Mark Levin. Being with you tonight, my fellow Levinites, appreciate it very much. Rich Zioli, thanks for hanging out with me on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Let us go to the phones, 877-381-3811. Get your reaction to all this nonsense. Matt is in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Matt, what's going on? Mr. Rich, how are you, sir? Very well, sir. Thanks for calling the Mark Levin Show. Fantastic. Uh, I'm from Atlantic City. I'm from uh, Harry Hurley country down here. Good man. Uh, yeah, um, he was my boss when I worked for Mr. Trump for many, many years. He was my executive vice president. And uh, I know him well. I know Mr. Trump well. Now, here's the problem these Democrats are going to have with Mr. Trump. Okay? First of all, let that whistleblower testify. Bring him, in front, bring him or her in front of Congress and let them testify. I want to see Lindsey Graham or Jim Jordan cross-examine him or her. We don't even know if it's a him or her yet. We don't even know who it is. Right, right. But anyway, let them go. Let them go. Let's see. They're good. They, they, they're, it's like a third-party witness, whatever. So let them go. That's going to be a disaster for the Democrats. And another thing, Rich, uh you can have as many Democratic debates as you want. You can have 30 of them. Who cares? But there's one thing, problem that Demo- any of these Democratic candidates have, Biden or Warren or any of them, there's something called a presidential debate. And whoever their nominee is, is going to have to stand five feet away from Donald J. Trump on a, uh, an opposing podium and answer questions off proper, prompter. And I know the man. I worked for him for many years. If you don't think he's going to bring up this Hunter Biden and this Heinz kid and this other stuff on a whim's notice, he'll snap it right out at you, right live on air. He don't care. He's going to say it. I agree with you, brother. I think you're 100% right. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it very much. No, you're absolutely right. Trump's a fighter, and he loves the fight, and this is the thing. And Democrats are putting him in the perfect spot. I know that people may not agree with me on this point, that impeachment is going to benefit him politically, but I'm telling you it's going to. He loves to have a foil. He thrives in an environment where he gets to punch somebody. Thrives in it. And you know, the whole point of him, he's fighting for you, and he's fighting for you because, and they want to stop him because he's fighting for you. You know what a big reason why they want to stop him from fighting for you? Climate change. 
climate change. I'm telling you right now, there's so many people in the uh, <laughs> the establishment, the intelligentsia out there, who they've decided climate change is obviously the religion, and you've got to go in all in on it. And if you don't want the government making this World War III, then you are uh, you're crazy. And what do they want to do? They want to shut down coal. They want to shut down fossil fuels. No more fracking, right? And the president supports all those things. One of the biggest reasons why they want to stop him is because he doesn't subscribe to their kooky climate change agenda. But there's another reason. The courts, over 150 judges have been confirmed, federal judges, since he got there. And two Supreme Court justices. And there's another seat that's going to open up. More on that in just a moment. Zioli for Levin, straight ahead. Ever notice how you come across somebody once in a while that you shouldn't have messed with? That's Mark. And you can call him at 877-381-3811. And Mark will be back tomorrow night. Yes, the great one will be back tomorrow night. He's uh, observing and celebrating Rosh Hashanah tonight. But back with you tomorrow And I've had such a great night. I always love when I get the opportunity to fill in for Mark and hang out with you tonight. So thank you for that. Again, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. WPHT in Philly, if you want to wake up with me tomorrow morning from 5.30 to 9 a.m., I will be on the radio again. Now, here's the deal. The whistleblower rules were changed. You know this. This happened right before the whistleblower complaint came forward. Well, a number of lawmakers would like to know how exactly that process came to be. I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but just know this. There's something called the Congressional Research Service. And their job is to help members of Congress figure out the right way to go on things. They give them they're supposed to give them nonpartisan research, nonpartisan information. And it seems that they gave them very, very partisan information so that the whistleblower process could be changed, meaning that it doesn't have to be a firsthand person anymore. It could be hearsay. It could be innuendo. It could be gossip. It could be rumor. And because it happened and it slipped through the cracks because the Congressional Research Service was not doing the right thing, there are members of Congress who want to know and want to step up and go, what, what happened here? How exactly did this rule change occur? I'm telling you, what Chuck Schumer said, if the intelligence community wants to get you, there's six different ways to get you. He's right. And the intelligence community has it out for this president. They've had it out for him from day one, ever, ever since he dared to expose what they were really trying to do. And you know what? I'm proud of the president for doing it. I really am. I'm very proud of him. He could have just got in there and said, all right, well, now this is my operation. I'll turn around and use it to my benefit. Think about that for a second. If Donald Trump wanted to, I've always been laughing at this too. The left from day one, we've we've heard he's a dictator, he's authoritarian, he's an ex-Hitler, he's Stalin, he's Pol Pot. I mean, you you watch the lunatics on Morning Joe, for example. Every day it's dictator day. Who's the dictator today they're going to compare Trump to? If Donald Trump wanted to, he became president. This entire deep state is now his, right? He's in charge. So he could have said, great, we have this really cool operation in place where I can use all these various government agencies to get my way and to keep myself in power and keep my friends in power. And he could have just turned around and used it to his own benefit. 
Instead, he puts up with the investigations, he puts up with the nonsense, puts up with the nonstop Mueller probe and all the other probes and this bombshell and that bombshell. And then he says, when it's over, when it's over, he doesn't try to stop it. Despite what the media says, if the president wanted to fire the special counsel, he would have. It's not a question of if he could have, he would have. He didn't want to, he didn't, period, end of the story. If he wanted to, the special counsel would have been fired. He turns around after the entire thing is concluded, and what does he do? He says, let's get to the bottom of it so that it never happens again. And I applaud him for that. And you should, too, if you care about the Constitution, you care about the Republic. should absolutely say, thank you, Mr. President, thank you. Because in a lot of countries around the world, if you do manage to beat the state police, the intelligentsia, the federales, If you do manage to beat that, you usually then just make them your own and then wind up, then you become the dictator. It's like the people that, you know, win in these revolutions in these countries, the third world countries, for example, and they get in there and then they, now they're just going to use the same process. Like Cuba is a great example of that, right? Yeah. Guys like uh, Che Guevara, Castro, these, these nuts who run around and they, they say we're for the people and they get in charge and then they, they use their power that they were against to now go against the people so that they can stay in power. Trump doesn't want to do that. He wants to get to the bottom of this. So it never happens again. So no American civil liberties are abused and that our intelligence and our federal law enforcement stay the hell out of politics so we don't become like Germany, East Germany. And and and. What does he say? He says to the Attorney General of the United States, figure this out. Go to the start and understand what happened. The Attorney General says, I'm going to appoint a guy who is absolutely well-respected, John Durham, who has a great reputation, and I'm going to task him with getting to the bottom of how this whole Mueller probe started. And in the course of that, we have to talk to some foreign countries because the Mueller probe is international. You know this. I know this. Going back all the way to the Christopher Steele dossier, which was compiled by an MI6 guy from Britain. And it alleged things that took place in a Moscow hotel room with golden showers and hookers. So you and I know this was international. Obviously, now other countries are going to be involved in the investigation. So the president says to the head of, of Ukraine, do me a favor, help out with this investigation. Not help help me get reelected. Help us out with this investigation. And he says to the prime minister of Australia, the same thing. Help us with this investigation. And the media runs around acting like this is for his personal gain. This isn't for his personal gain. A, he won. B, the Mueller probe's over, and see if he wanted to just take the same operation they used and just use it for his own benefit, he could, who would stop him? Instead, he's trying to sh- expose it all. I think that everybody should be giving him a round of applause for that, whether you like the guy or not, whether you are, and this is, he's never Trumpers cracked me up too. I mean, this is a guy now who was the victim of this gigantic attempted coup, this gigantic attempt by all of these different agencies to stop him from becoming president, to take away your ability to actually have a say in the presidential election. And instead of getting in there and saying, well, now I'm in charge, now I'm using this power for myself. He says, let's get to the bottom of this. And the never Trumpers run around and say, see, look at him, still doing things for his own benefit. How is this his benefit? 877-381-3811. Let us go to Joe in Denver, Colorado on the Mark Levin Show. Hey, Joe. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Very well, sir. How are you? I wanted up pretty good. I wanted to say something about Biden. Uh, what I wanted to say is... Uh, 
I just think it's really stupid what he did. What he did was he was in for his last get-go. This is his last time he could really get some cash before before his political career was over. He thought that Hillary was going to win the election, and he never thought he'd be running. And as it turned out that he's been exposed now because Trump destroyed them all. And uh, Biden made a big mistake by uh, uh, by doing what he did. He It was his last get-go. He got his boy in there. He made his boy a bunch of money. He made himself a lot of money because he thought this was his last get-go. And uh, as it turned out, Hillary lost the election. He got into this election, and now he's been exposed. So I'm, I I just have to laugh at Joe. Joe's not a very um, smart, smart man. Uh, Trump destroyed them all. I think your analysis is spot on. I think you're 100 percent right. I think when he was when he was he figured uh, my day, my time has come and gone. It's Hillary's term. She'll be in there for four, eight years. And and so I got to go cash in now and make sure that my idiot son cashes. in. I think you're 100 percent right. It's very well said, Joe. Good job, man. Eight, seven, seven, three, eight, one, three, eight, one, one on the Mark Levin show. Let us go to Greg in Los Angeles, California. Hello, Greg. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Rich. And, uh, God bless you, Mark, and your family. I know he's taking a day off. Uh, this this whole thing about this this Biden and then this Ukraine second round of impeachment talks is a complete smokescreen. And what I'm really disappointed is the Republicans. No one is stepping up to start a real investigation with with actual real cause to start an investigation on Biden and his family. Well, I have some good news for you. I, today it was reported. I, I just had I didn't have a chance to get to it, but. There are Republican senators who are now pressing the Department of Justice to probe Clinton and Ukraine and Biden and Ukraine. So you have two committees, Ron Johnson, Chuck Grassley, asking the attorney general to investigate any ties between Ukraine, Hillary's campaign and also the Joe Biden. So they are they are stepping up. It's just not getting enough media attention because it's not going to get media attention. But you're right. Republicans need to fight back. Yeah, that, that's good news. I didn't hear about that. I had a real job and I'm working today, so I didn't know about that. Oh, you didn't get a fifty thousand dollar a month consulting gig in Ukraine? <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. Ah, oh, man, no, you should have won the lucky uh, lucky sperm contest, and you had your dad get you the job. What happened? You know? Oh, unbelievable. Now, my dad was a cop for thirty years, so I, you know I don't have that kind of uh, uh, connections. Anyway, oh, God bless him. My dad was a cop too. Really, yeah. Yeah, listen, we talk about problems and we hear we need solutions. And, and for those, all of us conservatives out there that support Trump and Mark Levin and, and the same political mindset, the way to beat this thing is you got to start subscribing, buying books. I'm buying more of Mark's book to give out for Christmas. I'm, give, I'm, I'm subscribing to Levin TV. you got to start soliciting and start or actually patronizing the services that we agree with. You know, AMAC is another one. Just turn off all these damn liberal news channels. Call DirecTV. Call your cable channel. Start complaining about CNN. Get them off the network, man. These things are complete hoax. They're lies. They're trying to destroy our country. Uh, well, listen, Greg, I certainly love the idea of supporting the sponsors of the show and and, uh, and Mark and getting his book on Freedom of the Press because it's a great read. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it very much. 877-381-3811. Uh, Pete is also in New Jersey tonight. Pete, what's going on? You're on the Mark Levin Show. How you doing, Rich? Thanks a lot. I, we have to organize a rally fast. 
We need a rally for the presidency in Washington, D.C., not a rally for the president, not a rally for Trump. That's all secondary. We need to go to Washington by the millions and rescue the presidency and demand that Schiff and Pelosi resign. I was in D.C. on September 12, 2009. It was the largest Tea Party rally ever. We shut down Pennsylvania Avenue. It went mostly unreported by the leftist media. And I know... If Mark, Sean, and Rush, and others summon us to Washington, I promise you we will show up by the millions because we know the stakes, what the stakes are. If the Democrats ever get back in the White House, this country is not going to survive that. The party of slavery needs to be dissolved. They are the new evil empire. You know, there's an unbroken chain, Pete. Uh, Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it very much. There's an unbroken chain going all the way back to the Confederacy. One one of the great lies that the left always pushes out is that the party's flipped. It's a, it's a total lie. You go back to the Confederacy, and <clears throat> that's where the very first idea for the progressive income tax came from, was the Confederate states. Then you look at the early 1900s, the turn of the century, when you had Woodrow Wilson, one of the worst people ever, one of the worst presidents ever, racist, anti-Semite, Jersey governor, by the way. Woodrow Wilson and the progressives did all kinds of horrible things to this country, including the 16th Amendment, which is taxation, the 17th Amendment, which became the popular the popular vote for senators, which completely is the reason why we have all these grandstanders in the Senate. Like my Senator Cory Booker, I call him Count Grandstandula. He just never stops. Spartacus. It, that's the reason, the 17th Amendment. And Mark's written about that, too, how that amendment needs to be taken away. And if we have a convention of states, that's one of the first on the agenda. And then, of course, they took away our right to drink with prohibition. They did that, too. The progressive movement was all about socialism. They just changed the word to progressive because socialist, socialism was the word in Europe and it wasn't cool in America. But the same idea, Woodrow Wilson and all of his crazy plans and the League of Nations and globalism... Goes right up to FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Mr. Interment, as Mark calls him, with all of his new deals and the very basis of Social Security and the very basis of the public works programs and government jobs and all the other stuff. Direct unbroken line to Lyndon Johnson and Lyndon Baines Johnson with this whole idea of the great society, the war on poverty and Medicaid and Medicare. Now... Straight line to Barack Obama and Barack Obama with Obamacare and straight line to these kooky progressives now who want to have universal health care, i.e. socialized medicine, Medicare for all. It's an unbroken chain. The parties have not flipped. The same progressive crap that you're hearing today, well, they were spewing that stuff in 1916. The parties have not flipped. They are the exact same. The Republican Party was founded on two points. One, abolition. The second, the preservation of the Second Amendment. That's a fact. Go read the 1856 charter of the Republican Party. Go read the notes from their first convention. They warned about the Second Amendment being taken away. They were an abolitionist party because they believed in individual liberty and freedom. They did not believe in government oppressing the individual. There is an unbroken line of progressivism going all the way back to the 1860s, and it goes right up unbroken chain to Wilson, to FDR, to Johnson, to Obama, to these kooks who are running now like America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders, and so many others that are running. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the parties have not flipped. All right, 877-381-3811. Final calls on the Mark Levin Show. Rich Zioli for the great one coming right back. Mark Levin.
Mark will be back with you tomorrow night. Thanks for letting me hang out with you tonight. But we have always have a great time when we get together, my fellow Levinites. Let us go to Ralph in Red Bank, New Jersey. Ralph, thanks for calling the Mark Levin Show. Go ahead, sir. Thank, thank you. Thank you for taking my call, uh, Richard. Now, let, let me say, the other way of uh, saying quid pro quo is pay to play. Remember the Clinton Foundation? And then uh, police state, remember NSA, Richard? Remember metadata? Remember uh, Snowden, the one that got away yeah. and is currently in, in Russia? Okay. That's full state right there. And, you know, this is bigger than Trump, people, okay? This is bigger than him because it's about our liberty, our individual rights, if someone is listening to a phone call, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the way I put that, this, this thing. And what, the last thing I want to say, Rich, is this. The irony that is not lost on me is they withhold military money to Ukraine, but they have no second thought about paying off Iran. Remember that right, one, right? Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'd like to get to the Bye. bottom of that, Ralph. Good job, buddy. Thank you for that. Excellent points. Yeah, look, you're you're right, man. I And thanks for the call. I, one of the things that I really think is key here about this whole thing, and I've said this before, is that when Donald Trump became president... He finds out that the government was trying to stop him from becoming president, right? Finds out this whole operation is there. What's the operation there for? It's stopping him. Now he's in charge of that operation. And he could have easily turned around and said, well, now it's my operation. And now I'm going to use it against my political enemies. Does he do that? No, he does not do that. What he does is he fights back and says... I'm going to preserve the Constitution. I am going to preserve this republic. I'm going to expose all these people, and I'm going to make sure it never happens again to any American, Republican or Democrat. I'm going to make sure it never happens again. I'm going to investigate. And that's what's happening. And that's why he had the phone call with Ukraine, to get to the bottom of it. That's why he talked to the Australian prime minister. Because the countries need to cooperate with the investigation so we get to the bottom of the Mueller probe and how it started. We've got to figure it out. We've got to get to the bottom of this. And I'm telling you, the president deserves so much credit for that. He deserves everybody, right or left, saying, bravo, Mr. President. Thank you for trying to expose them to protect the republic. Thanks. Thanks to you for hanging out with me tonight. I'm on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, and 5.30 to 9 tomorrow morning on WPHD, 12, 10 a.m. in Philadelphia. Mark's back tomorrow night. God bless. Thank you. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.